T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Brought to you by Regions Bank. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Hopefully you're off work. But luckily for you, old dirty, the deal. The big deal. There it is. And Psycho T have the latest. And the latest is we just talked to Sean Bajani about the injury report. Here is D'Amico Ryan. He gives the latest on uh, C.J. Stroud. This was him talking about his quarterback as he met with the media earlier today. Yeah, C.J., is, he's doing better and proving, but he's still right, still in the protocol. D'Amico, is there a chance that this could end his season? Oh, why you say that? Oh, don't, don't shock me like that, man. No. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it's just we're going through the protocol, and each, each person, each concussion, right, is different. So each person... It takes a different amount of time for each person to heal, just like with anything else. So he's just going through the protocol just like everyone else has throughout whenever they've been in the concussion protocol. And you know, we just, at the end of the day, like I said last week, and it still stands today, like the most important thing is making sure CJ is healthy. And when he's ready to go, he'll be ready to go. I'll let you guys know. You know, we're just making sure we give CJ the best care possible that we have here. I had to make sure everything is fine with him uh, medically. And as again, when the time comes for him to be back playing football, he'll be back. But until he's ready to go, like, we'll, we'll worry about the football part later. But it's about CJ's health and him getting back healthy. So that's the latest from uh, the head coach, D'Amico Ryans, Clint. And um, more and more as, as we get closer and closer today, he wasn't there, didn't practice. The way that D'Amico was talking and sounding, um, it has not been official yet, but boy, you, this can't this can't feel good if you are thinking he may be able to play this week. Well, look, I mean, this is one of those injuries, a concussion, where it's it's, it's not like, hey, man, let's let's hurry up and see if we can't get this guy cleared so we can get him on the field on Sunday. If you're still having symptoms on Wednesday after not practicing and not playing all week last week, clearly there's two more practice days left. The odds are the symptoms aren't going to be cleared and be back on the practice field on Thursday. And, and I just don't see how this is something that D'Amico Rhines and the Houston Texans have any interest in rushing the process to get him back on the field on Sunday. Yes, we would love to, to have C.J. Stroud back behind center. Nobody more than D'Amico Rhines would love to have C.J. Stroud behind center beginning this Sunday. But at the end of the day, the way that the NFL has handled concussions, the way that, that former teams, or not former teams, but teams in the past have mishandled particularly quarterbacks in, con- in concussion situations, the way that that's backfired on head coaches and on organizations, it should be it should be dealt with with kid gloves. And it appears that that's the way D'Amico Rhines is going to handle this thing. And or 
it appears that it was significantly worse than than for what I first thought. I'll be honest. Uh, but either way it goes, I just don't think this is. The more I think about it, the more we talk about it. I just don't think that a, a, a quarterback concussion uh, is one that if he can't go Wednesday and or Thursday, you ju- you're just chomping at the bit to get this guy cleared so you can push him back out there on the field on Sunday. Clearly, you want him to be a week removed from the issues, from the symptoms, from the problems, and able to practice day in, day out before you put him back on the field and risk further injury on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think my concern level has jumped uh, to a point where until we see him actually on the practice field in any kind of capacity, whether that's limited, whether that is standing, whether that's anything. Um, Because you just don't know how long this will be. He's just not even – he's not even out there. He's not even stepping out there. Well, you I mean, you can argue and – I mean, or you can make the point – it wouldn't be much of an argument – make the point that that putting a guy out there that – let's say he's three days removed from concussion symptoms – putting him out there on limited practice over the last two weeks versus one of the best, if not the best defense in all yeah. of the NFL is reckless. I mean, you, I mean, right now you can say pushing him back out there versus the Cleveland Browns, knowing that he's had symptoms on Wednesday at the very latest um, would be reckless. And so I, I think they handle it with kid gloves. I think D'Amico Ryans is doing the right thing. And, and this di- isn't just about clearing protocol before the game. I think it's about clearing protocol, giving yourself a week to work, and prepare for the next ball game instead of just recklessly throwing the kid back out there against one of the best defenses the league has to offer. Let's look at the rest of the injury report, Clint, because uh, obviously CJ is the big story, but we understand they have uh, a lot of guys that have some some uh, some ailments. Let's get the good news first. George Fant, he was a full participant today. He did not play last week, so the note that he wasn't even limited, a full participant on Wednesday after not playing on Sunday, I think you can – Whew, that makes me feel a lot more comfortable, the thought of him in there as opposed to Charlie Heck. So it looks like he'll probably be be, be back. Steven Nelson was a full participant with a hand issue. Uh, Noah Brown limited, uh, Malik Collins limited, Denzel Perryman limited. Robert Woods, his, uh, his rest day he gets weekly. And I think this is maybe one of the big ones as uh, Sean spoke about a little bit ago. We talked about the importance of Nico Collins. He is limited in practice with that calf situation. After not practicing or playing last week, this is a good sign to potentially have him progressing to being able to be on the field on Sunday. So the Nico Collins one may be the biggest story outside of, of C.J. Stroud potentially getting closer to getting back. With no Tank Dale, getting Nico Collins back uh, is, is paramount. I mean, it, it just changes the dynamic of the entire offense uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna open some things up for Dalton Schultz. It could possibly open some things up for Noah Brown. He clearly becomes your number one receiver. He clearly becomes your more physical receiver that can that can give you the 50-50 potential. That can be a threat in the red zone. That can be a threat in the quick game. That can be a threat in run after catch and in and run after contact kind of deal from a, a a physicality standpoint. To me, this entire list right here, with the exception obviously of C.J. Stroud, that's on the list. Nico Collins is is the one guy that I would like to see uh, get get back, and I think would have the biggest impact on his team if if he were able to get back by game time. Now the bad news here: Will Anderson did not practice with that high ankle uh, sprain. Blake Cashman did not practice. Brevin Jordan had an illness, was out today. Shaq Mason, this is interesting. He has the calf. He's been in and out. He didn't practice 
at all. So hopefully that's just a precaution and a rest thing. John Mechie also with an illness did practice. Uh, Laramie Tunzel has been having these days off on Wednesday, didn't practice. And then I think another big one here, I understand the Nico Collins one, but the Jimmy Ward one. Jimmy Ward, he is also in concussion protocol. He did not practice. And we've seen the difference of how they look when Jimmy's out there and, and, and when he's not, especially when the rest of the injuries have occurred uh, uh, in that secondary. So that one right there is one to really watch if he's unavailable uh, yeah. to be there. That may be, hell, well, you can look at that as your leaders on both sides yeah. of the ball with, yeah. in the concussion program. But, Ron, it's, it, it's, it's the combination of him and Blake. Cashman. Um, you know, I mean, because you're talking about your interior interior uh, linebacker that is best suited to cover. Maybe not. Maybe with the exception of of, of Christian Harris, I, I still think that that Blake Cashman's proven to be a a twitchier, faster speed linebacker than anybody. But but Christian Harris, I, I don't want to minimize his ability to cover. But nonetheless, you, you you're missing Blake Cashman, uh, your your line, interior linebacker that's more suited to cover tight ends and more suited to cover man when need be. And you're and you're missing your safety that can come down out of the box and play man in some kind of dime situation. Uh, you, you you do have Des King obviously uh, that can do those things, but you would like to have Jimmy Ward and you'd like to have Blake Cashman to be able to throw different looks at David and Joku, one of the one of the uh, the hottest tight ends in the game right now. So uh, they're shorthanded there, and and obviously D'Amico's going to have to have to come up with a a plan to to overcome that. Yeah, so that is uh, the latest there. Is some good and some bad news with the injury report. Uh, Will Anderson out, C.J. Stroud uh, still in concussion protocol. Jimmy Ward joins him as well. But Nico Collins did practice today in a limited fashion. George Fant was a full participant. Five o'clock fire. We talked about it that the Texans quarterback situation, the other uh, quarterback uh, in this division, they got a big game as we all understand the Colts, the Texans, and the Jags are all tied uh, with the same record in the AFC South. Trevor Lawrence is also in concussion protocol and did not practice today either. So that is that is big news to watch. They got a big road game mm. in Tampa. Uh, so that's one to watch. Trevor Lawrence could be out of yep. this game. Uh, and C.J. Beathard has been their backup. That could be huge. Ron, I, I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year, uh, the rest of this season for the Texans. And, and while you're living in the moment, it's not fun to experience. It's frustrating as hell. But when this season's when this season for the Texans is all said and done, oh, I know what you're going. I mean, well, D'Amico's going to be able to look back and sit down with his team and say, "Guys," and, and most teams can't do this. We all they all do it, but most of them can't legitimately really do it. They're going to sit down and be able to say, "Guys, we lost to three football teams that we were significantly better than." We missed opportunities, and look, it's not. I'm not saying you like you're not. You're not. You're just laying the, the season out and, and what you can learn from. You had to go play the Cleveland Browns uh, shorthanded. You beat the Titans shorthanded late in the season. You were shorthanded, and now Jacksonville with Trevor going down, you're missing that opportunity. If you were full go, if you were fully healthy, it would be a whole different story this year. And I don't know how that's going to work out any way you slice it. But it would be a whole different story. That, that regardless of how this season this season unfolds, you're going to be able to look back. There's some and, missed opportunity. And, and it, and it, but but it's not a missed opportunity. Like what the hell were y'all thinking? It's a missed opportunity of like guys, we had a pretty damn good season. And if we're honest with each other, it really could have and should have been significantly better. You know, given some of the op, like you said, some of the, the the injury issues that you can't overcome, some of the just not handling business against lesser teams. 
that you could have overcome. You know, just the whole thing, you're going to be able to look back and go, you go, my point is, is you're going to be able to feel pretty damn good about the season that you put together, all things considered. Yeah. And here we are with another opportunity to make a move on Jacksonville, who's they're going to miss their quarterback, and I'll be damned if we don't have our own quarterback issues and, and, and injury issues going on. That's one to watch because uh, Trevor, they're obviously a completely different team. <laughs> completely yeah. different team without him playing. Five o'clock fire. All right, today is a big day on the college football calendar because we start to see uh, another uh, batch of uh, signees signing with uh, with different schools, and the college football recruiting class rankings are out. The top ten, Georgia at number one, Alabama behind them, Oregon. Boy, they're starting to get it rolling even more than they have been before. They're number three, Ohio State four, the Texas Longhorns. They uh, are in the top five again. They're number five. Florida State, after their big season, they moved to six. Uh, Oklahoma going into the SEC along with Texas. They're at seven. Auburn uh, is uh, Hugh Freeze gets it going there at eight. Miami uh, at nine. Penn State at ten. And then some of the ones we care about, A&M, they are ranked uh, 21st. Arkansas 29th. And uh, my Jayhawks, 42, baby. Take that, baby. Highest in a long time. Jayhawks are going down. Thanks, Linda. I can't believe Arkansas is top thirty. How about that? I can't believe Arkansas is top thirty. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That A and M is. We're used to them being in that top ten, top five. Well, it didn't work that way. Let's try this one. Okay, that's how you <laughs> that's had to a, say that's it, a, right? That's a fair, that's most a great, great that's look. A well, well, great outlook, that's man. A great outlook. Yeah, man. That, listen, this don't pander to me, I'm, suckers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just going with what you you're saying. But this is this like we're being honest. This could not have worked out any better for the University of Texas heading into the SEC, where they are right now, and now you know A and M in transition with a new coach. And now this is, I mean, right, A&M has used to been in the top five, hell, one, and they are and they are in a different place, which uh, which this was this is a big, big year for Texas. We talked about it coming in, going to the SEC, and them in that top five, as you see, as they're, they're starting to try to get themselves back as the clear top team in this, uh, in this state. I'm not trying. I'm not. Trying. He's trying. I'm really not. I'm just being honest. I'm not even looking at him to say it. I'm really not. He's no, trying. You're, you're, He's you're not trying, wrong, Tyler. I'm not, not try- I'm really not trying to. Tyler, you going to back down like that? I'm not backing down. He's not wrong. It pisses me off, but he's not wrong. Like, it's just. I was nice. I said they're in transition. You know I could have really. I, <sighs> that up. I don't mean to pile on, but the interesting thing about me and him right now. It's all serious. That 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 recruiting class that was the, the highest ranked ever. They've had 11 kids out of that recruiting class transfer that's, out. That's serious. Yep. I mean, it's wild, but I mean, that's that's to me again. I'm not piling on Tyler, but no, no, I get it. it the, the culture that was there with Jimbo Fisher, I mean, clearly was 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 awful. Ass. And, and Elko comes in there, a guy that was there two years ago, and and guys are running for the hills. And look, I, to each their own, man. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not accusing any single individual player of any any wrongdoing. But boy, clearly that damn. That damn culture was, yeah, was something else. Yeah, yeah, I and and look, the one thing is you do have to look at it kind of differently because I know there are yeah, yeah these are the top ten now, but a lot of these kids that are in these top ten teams they're gonna be going somewhere else soon. Like the transfer portal has really even changed college recruiting. I don't even Notre Dame's not even recruiting quarterbacks anymore. I don't even think 
don't even think they're, they're – I mean, they're just going to the portal. They're just recruiting the, past three the quarterbacks years. Yeah, just the portal, waiting for you. Just waiting for these guys that ain't going to start is what it seems like they're doing. All right, this is a big game Sunday uh, for the Texans, and there are a couple of groups that have major pressure on them. I want to limit it to two. Who do you think right now, as you go into it, chew on this during the break, who do you think has the most pressure on them in this game for the Texans? The Texans' defense or the quarterbacks, which it looks like it's Case Keenum. Who has more pressure going into this game on Sunday? We'll discuss that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back. You're getting into this Christmas spirit, aren't you? Yeah, man, I thought it was time. We're almost there. It's a yeah, great time of the year. It really is. It really is. I got a couple of Christmas movies in me tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Watch Four Christmases last night. That's a good one. I have not pulled that one out this season. Never heard good. of it. I'd never seen it, actually, which is weird because I love Vince you Vaughn. You hadn't seen it? I hadn't seen it, but I heard in the loop actually talking about it yesterday, and they were acting like it was the worst movie in the world. I enjoyed it. It's not bad. Four it's, Christmases. What, what is that about? It's a rom-com. It's a, uh, well, it's a. Uh, it's him. It's Vince Vaughn and um, who is that? Rachel McAdams? Is that no, uh, uh, legally blonde girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reese. Witherspoon. I don't know why I couldn't pull her name. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. They're uh, they're in a relationship and uh, not married though. Not married in a relationship, and uh, they generally go um, like to some nice vacation during Christmas, like Acapulco, <laughs> like a beach, or, yeah, or Costa Rica or something. But uh, weather stopped it this time, so they were forced to go to their families, and it's four of them. Like their their parents are divorced, so they went to each four there. And the cast of that movie is just bonkers. Like there's so many people in that movie. Vince Vaughn's brothers love to kick his ass, (laughs) like physically. UFC guys, like UFC, physically. Kicking, (laughs) kicking his ass. Vince Vaughn's such a big ass dude, but they just kick his ass. Yeah, he is. I think it's is that is is Cole is bro, what's it? What is the one we made you watch? Um, we made you watch the breakup. Did you? Did you? Weren't I you think so. to, Was that his brother in it? No, no, no. It's no. no it's, the the, the rip off of uh, Yellowstone was, his was the brother. I was going to say if Rip was no Rip wasn't, but his brother was the guy at the bar who direct who generally directs the movies. John Far Favreau. Favreau. Whatever, yeah, the guy at the bar that was like, oh sure, man, whatever, yeah. Favreau's when we go over there. Remember right? him? He's like, let me go over there and we'll find. Here, I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Right. I'll yeah. Take care oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his bro. I mean, he Robert Duvall's in it. Is his dad? He whoops his ass. He can't even think. It's pretty good. It, it is. Bad. It is. I enjoyed it. It ain't bad. I'm gonna probably go with one of the classics tonight. 
Like what? What's your favorite classic? Well, my favorite, but I only watch it on Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. Oh, I know Christmas that. Story. That's the only no. one. I hate Elf. Yeah, that and that blows me away. Hate it. That is that Won't is shocking it. to me. Won't watch. It. Our taste is pretty similar, and I think Elf, that's, like that's, a lot of people, first, first, is hilarious. First off, hold hold and pause. Our, we have some similarities Why are you in being our an ass. Well, it's not. I mean, our taste isn't. I mean, we have some similarities. There's some things that we both like. It's well, that, well excuse me. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to connect us too let's much calm, there, let's buddy. Let's calm down. There's some connection. I just want you to calm down. Like, right. our, our taste, you just not burping my face anymore? How about that? Our tastes aren't the same, right? I mean, just not the whole not the I whole smelt right. whatever you tasted okay. earlier. All right. My favorite movie of all time, you just seen. So let's let's calm down <laughs> on that. But uh, I don't know. I'm feeling maybe a Home Alone, Lost in New York tonight. Maybe that Maybe that one. Maybe the second one more. Feeling that. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Night's young. Let's see. I ain't got any of them, boys. It's a Wonderful one. Life is one of my favorites. See, I don't go that classic. Now, that, those that's a great movie, man. What about the one where old boy says he yells, crapper's fool? Oh, yeah. I've watched, <laughs> National, I've watched Christmas Vacation. I've probably watched it six times in, yeah. in the last parts of it. Yeah. That's top Long three. Stretches. I think yeah, that's, that's a, about that's, the only one I got for you. I don't have anything from Elf. You can... Elf. I don't have. Uh, I didn't even have the last one y'all mentioned. I, I, I don't. Well, if you had to watch one Christmas movie, what would it be? Christmas Story. What about you, T? Ralphie, I gotta just pick one. Just one, man. Give me one. <sighs> the Santa Claus. That's a good one. That's a good one. The Santa Claus. The Tim first Allen. one. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I'm. I like the second one. Is my favorite. Two is my favorite. That's interesting too. I don't like. Three. I like two. I don't like three. But one like is that. the best. I don't like. I don't like. Three. Very rarely am I insecure and uncomfortable when y'all start talking <laughs> movies like that. Specific, I am. Just start Man, fold your hands. hands. I'm just being honest with you. Save I'm the like, neck. Uh, Save I'm the like, neck for me, Clark. Please, please don't ask me, man, because I don't have a clue. Save the neck for me, Clark. Oh, Clark, that I hate kids. Guess what? Heard a rumor that they uh on the news they said they uh, heard uh Santa sleigh bells. <laughs> that who said? You serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> no, Eddie. Yes, Eddie. Yes. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole movie. I will move on. Is when they are in that store, and he starts packing up all that old Roy, all of that. I mean those. I mean he throws in like. Eight bags of old Roy, all that big ass dog food in that damn in that damn basket. I said, "Hey, how many? I mean, how many bags of that big ass dog food you need?" That boy, that is my <laughs> that is my favorite part. By uh. all right, let, let, let's hit this. Who's got more pressure? All right, it looks like C.J. Stroud will not play in this game. Maybe there is some hope that Nico Collins could play in this game. Might not have a Jimmy Ward in this game, but if you look at it. Last week, the Texans' defense really, really balled out and were the number one reason this team won the game. And the Texans' offense did enough. And I think you could say that about Case Keenum. Did just enough. Had a couple of moments there, but did just enough to help them win. Those are the two things that I think probably the number one things we're looking at going into this game. What is the quarterback going to do, which you do all the time, and it looks like it'll be Case Keenum, and then – this defense against that Browns offense. Who has the most pressure? Do you think in this game? I think it's the defense for me, Ron. I, look, I, I don't, uh, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't expect a whole hell of a lot out of the quarterback. I, it's, it's one of those where, um, I, I, I've come to expect this defense in big moments to to play really, really well. Um, you know, this team is is 
down their quarterback. This team is down their starting running back offensively. Um, although their replacements have been pretty damn good, I, I, they're, they're, they are missing a couple of guys. And, and look, you got a defensive-minded head coach in D'Amico Rines, uh, who had a hell of a week last week and gave the team a chance to win the ball game. And, and and I think right now this week, with playoffs on the line, with the division on the line, with the wild card spot on the line, uh, with these last three games meaning meaning everything, these are the biggest games of the season. Obviously. Um, the one thing that we know, given given the injury situation with the Texans right now, the one thing we feel like we can hang our hat on is a a really, really, really good defensive performance. And so I think just from an expectations perspective, the pressure's on the defense because it, they're expected to, to hold the score down and give this off, to give this banged up offense a chance to win it. Yeah, I, and and I think the other part to that is like they're not facing Buffalo. They're not facing Dallas. They're not facing the Niners. They're they're facing a team, as you said, they got to hold them down. They're facing a team that I think they're capable of doing this to. Right? I don't think that like the Browns have struggled throughout obviously their quarterback situation, but obviously Nick Chubb is going too, so their running game is not. I, I expect the Texans to absolutely shut down their run game because most teams have been able to shut down the run game of the Browns, and um and 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 they should be able to heat up and pressure. Joe Flacco. So I think that's a, a big part of it is they should be capable <laughs> to be able yeah. to hold this thing down uh, uh, for for the Texans defense. All right, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell you mine on the other side because I don't think it is the defense. I think it is Case Keenum. I think it's the quarterback who has more pressure. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Case Keenum at all. Like, he's going to be the guy Sunday. What does that need to look like for him to succeed? We'll discuss that coming up next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back into The Drive. Um, we were talking about who has the most pressure. Who has the most pressure Sunday? Uh, and uh, and Clint, I think, made up a good point, uh, the defense, because um, <laughs> they, they got to hold this thing down. They got to hold this thing down, and very much like they did last week against the Titans, uh, to keep them in the game. I'm just gonna go with Case Keenum, who I believe is gonna start Sunday. And Clint, this is this is my reasoning here. I I think it is not a game of hey, Case, just don't just don't mess it up. Don't just in terms of them winning, I think it's a game of don't don't just mess it up. I think they're going to have to make some some plays in this game. And they're going to, like, to me, if they get themselves down 13 to nothing like they did last week, I think it's going to be much, 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 much more difficult for them to get get themselves back into the game and come back like that. They're, they're down 10 at the half like that. I mean, I, I'm not even saying this is a fear of Joe Flacco. Like, I think we'll get into that more this week. I, I'm not saying there should be a fear of Joe Flacco because I think this defense for the Texans can perform pretty well. But 
if it's if it's somewhere they're down two scores, then it causes them to have to make plays and 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 the quarterback to make plays. I think that puts more pressure because I think Case Keenum is going to be asked to do more if they're going to try to win this game. And a big one for me, Clint, is maybe I'll be I'll be maybe I'll be wrong and I'll be shocked. I don't think that they're going to have the success running the football that they did last week against the Titans. And I think that that helped ease the ability to for them not to have to lean on Case as much as they may have to this week. So with the run game, I think, being more the way it has been this year for the Texans uh, routinely, I, I think it's going to be a big, big, big onus on Case Keenan to have to make plays in this game much more than he's, let alone not make the mistakes that he made. Yeah, look, I think I think there's clearly going to be a ton of pressure on on both the defense and and the 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 uh, the quarterback, whoever that may be. At, at the end of the day, in order to win this football pressure, look, I mean, if, if this is a game that that the Texans ultimately, I think, given that they got two division games following that, that that I, I think they could possibly escape losing this game and then winning the last two. But at the same time, it's it's a huge game as we talk about the Texans beating the Cleveland Browns. There is there is big time. There's added additional pressure on the defense and on the quarterback, and and uh, I don't think there's any way around that. There's there is additional pressure, but man, the expectations and the bar that has been set for that defense, like like you said, like it, it's the the expectation at the quarterback position is more or less not to lose the game. Now you may need him to go try to go win the game, which I don't know if that's possible or not, but it's more so don't lose the game. Whereas the defensive bar has been set extremely high at this point in time regardless of who the opponent is regardless of whether you have a quarterback or not like this defense is just simply expected to play lights out yeah no, I mean yeah there's pressure in both ways but last week you could have told yourself all right man just don't which he ended up kind of doing at times but don't beat yourself this one I think they're yep. gonna they're gonna have to make some more plays someone text in this to you Clint uh if Case Keenum uh plays exactly the way he played last week do you think they can still win this no, game? No, no chance. Won't even be a close game. No chance. No yeah, chance. This person said, I think they'll lose by 10 points. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm telling you. And, and look, I'm not banging. I'm not banging Case Keenum. I'm just simply watching the film and tell you what I see. And, and, and there were throws. There were several plays that were left on the field. Now, whether that was because he didn't see it or because he didn't feel like he could fit it in. Uh, or, or whatever. I don't know what the reason is. There's several reasons. The read could have took him elsewhere. Maybe he didn't feel like he could. There's several reasons. But as you watch the All-22, there were opportunities to score touchdowns, not field goals. There there were opportunities to, to go get positive plays instead of negative plays. There were opportunities to throw and get a chunk, a, a chunk catch, 18 to 20-yard throw versus throwing an interception on one of those short check-down type plays. Um, and, and if the quarterback for the Texans, whoever it is, if they don't take that risk and hit some of those those deeper shots, and, hit, and I'm not even talking about deep shots. I'm talking about shots that Case Keenum has plenty of arm to get there. Um, if they don't capitalize on moments when great plays are dialed up and, and receivers are running wild, wide open, if they don't do those things, they're not going to beat the Cleveland Browns. Case Keenum did not do that in his first start against the Tennessee Titans. Luckily, the off, the defense held the team to 10, team to 10 points in the Titans. And the Texans put a drive together late to tie that thing up, and another drive. Uh, really, really, it was one big play from uh, from Case Keenum to, to Devin Singletary on a forty some forty one yard catch. I think it was catch and run. Um, they were able to, to do enough to win it. I don't believe that that's going to be enough to even keep this game close versus the Cleveland Browns, considering who the opponent is. Nine win team, and more so 
considering the defense that you're playing. I mean, you're arguably playing the best defense in, in, in all of football. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and someone said, yeah, he can't throw a pick six. Yes. Obviously, he can't do it. The mistakes, yes. I don't think he can <laughs> – he can try the Dalton Schultz throw. You can't live that life. That life, as you'll say, yeah, you can't. You can't make a living, living that way as a quarterback throwing the ball across the middle like, like oh, that. Oh, that, that throw, yeah, that, that, throw, like that ain't gonna win the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna. Yeah, that's that, that. You're probably not gonna complete that more. But for me, it's not even just the outward mistakes like the pick six or something like that. It's just the small things like this. This team to me has to stay on schedule. Like third downs and twelves, taking sacks. That's I think that's just going to just end in drives, and I think he's going to have to get the ball out. He's going to get have to get it out quick. He can't take as many. Now there may be some times where he can't control it, where he's just. I mean, it's just there. But he's got to minimize even those smaller mistakes, the the those things, and he has to. I'm I'm not saying, man, you've got to come out here and look anything like CJ. I'm not saying that at all. But, Clint, as you know, there's probably, and you you spoke about it, there's probably going to be four or five plays that are available out there for him to make. It throws yeah. for him to make, and he's got to be able to make those those throws more times than less. I'm not expecting him to be perfect. I'm not saying he's got to throw for 270 or whatever, yeah. but he's got to hit. Those those well, throws you, that'll be there. You, you just, when when they, they threw a, it's one thing to say, okay, through a four-quarter ball game, you know, we're going to get a handful of opportunities to either throw a touchdown or have a big chunk play, an explosive play, 20-plus yard play, right? You can't pass those up for three quarters and then expect Dalton Schultz to make an unbelievable catch to get you down there and then expect Devin Singletary to to, to extend a play and, and go 41 yards. Like, that's – I mean, you can win a game like that, but you can't you can't bank on winning a game like that. And so, I, I, just, I just think that – that when you look, the, the brand of football has to be totally different. Now, we hadn't even talked about the negatives, right? Had they not made that late drive to win that ball game and won in overtime, we're talking about the negative plays that a veteran quarterback that's been in the league forever, that's 35 years old, took a lot of negative plays. Yep. Right? We're talking about a, an undisciplined offense that had several call, uh, runs called back because of penalties, had, had several uh, penalties that, that were inexplicable, right? You, you got a... You gotta, uh, a grounding call on on a, on holding the football too long and and trying to avoid a sack. Really, you should have just stayed completely out of like the the narrative behind, around Case Keenum is totally different if if they don't piece a drive together late and and end up kicking a field goal in overtime. That's completely different. I mean, so let's not ignore that just because they won the ball game. I mean, there was the negatives in this game were the talk of the entire game. Adam Archuleta, uh, who who did he do it with? Adam Archuleta and. Um... I can't the broadcast team that they were that they kept talking about the negative plays, the negative plays, the negative plays, and that's why that ball game was so ugly. And again, whether we're talking about passing up open receivers or passing up shots or uh, or the negative plays, what we saw offensively last week in any way, shape, or form is not going to allow you to win a ball game versus the Cleveland Browns, even if you do run it as well as you ran it last last week. Um, if you got those penalties involved in there, you got a pick six thrown in there. You got a, a uber conservative, um, uh, you know, three and a half quarters of football. You're not you're not competing with the brand, especially when you look at the the, the run game. Bailed <laughs> bailed them out a couple of times. Yeah, like they got they got behind the chains, and it, I think he ran a 13 yard run on a third and 14 or something like that. So, yeah, they uh, he's going to have to make some plays from the small to the big things. And I do think Clint, 
Uh, by the way, coming up behind us, Texans All Access, every Wednesday you get to hear the general manager, Nick Casario, uh, who had a, who's had a big weekend and year, but he's coming up behind us. But I do think some of that stuff that you're talking about and that we're talking about, I do expect – now, listen, I'm, I, his, his arm strength isn't going to jump up. Okay, If he's throwing outside the numbers, it's going to look very much like it did last week or down the field. But some of the things you're talking about, taking sacks or the negative plays and things, I do expect that to improve from Case Keenum after playing a week. You know, you sat down and not played and not yeah. – I mean, he hasn't played real starter time in sure. three years, like two years, something like that. Years, he had seven passes last year in the entire 17-game season. So I do expect with more game time, as you would know, that, that the feel and stuff will will continue. So that stuff I do expect to get better. The reads, the miscommunications, like – Make sure oh, they're in the I, right. I would think he will be significantly better. I, I just in evaluating week one, oh, yeah. the, the question isn't was he good or was he bad. I mean, it was it was enough to win, uh, and he's a backup quarterback. But the reality of it is, if he's going to be moving moving forward at least for one more week, he's going to be the starter. Now we can look at this thing um, in hindsight, watching the film as well as as looking forward. And and yes, I, I expect him to be if he starts. I expect him to be significantly better on several fronts. Which is, I mean, just knocking the the rust off. I'm sure he'd tell you the same thing. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's uh, come on, boy. It looks like someone texted in. Is CJ out for sure? Listen, it's not for sure, but <laughs> it uh, he didn't practice today with uh, with those symptoms uh, and and having symptoms again. I, I I don't I don't I don't sense that we're going to see CJ Stroud play again this week. And as Clint said earlier, like if it's uh if it, if you think that the Texans are going to be a team that says, "Hey, let's push this thing, let's push him out here, let's push," I don't, I, I don't, they say I don't think, no, they, no, I don't think they operate well, that way, just, and I don't think they should. Yeah. I don't, especially. I mean, you, you're you're taking a real risk with the player, really the person, but the player, C.J. Stroud. You're putting your organization in in a in a potentially very very negative light. Um, having a guy not practice even one or two days throughout the week, not be able to practice because of symptoms, and you throw him out there on Sunday. It'll be the story of the NFL. C.J. Stroud, MVP, uh, possible rookie of the year, locked up. He's been in concussion protocol, didn't practice a day or two days this week. He just cleared concussion protocol, and he's back on the field. Everybody keep their eyes on what C.J. Stroud, what happens. And if something happens, you're just – I'll put it to you this way. It's a much different story and much different coverage – if C.J. Stroud sits this week, is declared, clears protocol this this weekend, practices all week long, and then goes out there and plays again, right? The whole the whole coverage is totally different yeah. for C.J. Stroud than if we if we just hang and wait all week long, and then he clears and he's thrown out there. I, yeah. I think that would oh, yeah. be reckless he's, by the organization. He's limited, or he he doesn't practice tomorrow, but then cleared. Hadn't practiced all week and with concussion, and and let's see, they'll compare it to the Tua situation, whether something bad happens or not. I I, I think you, you err on the side of caution and let Case or Davis take this thing. Yeah, someone's asking about the tamales again. Ah, Boy, Ty, that old chicken was good. Clint, he had one. Clint came in here with tamales, and and, and Lopez, if you missed the start of the show. Brought Clint a bag of pork and chicken tamales. Mm. Yep. He brought it well, in here, and things. here goes Tyler. Who's who's you eating now? Yep. I had, I had hey. some uh, tamale PTSD there, man. Got some chicken, got some pork back there in the fridge. Tyler, you're going to take a couple of each home, man. Feel free, bud. I mean, they're really good. May may, may like them. 
I think he can, he shared one with her. Sure he did. She's not a tamale fan. Not a tamale fan. So all that crying your ass was doing he yesterday was over you because you needed six tamales, really? Yes. Oh, they were given no. to. That, I'm not. I feel, even not le- I feel even less bad no. about it. And that small, no. and that small little idea of them being his <laughs> is, is maybe the thing that got. I feel even better about my decision now that I know May didn't like uh, didn't eat tamale. <laughs> oh, again. glad to hear, man. Oh, yeah. Coming up. Uh, Texas All Access General Manager Nick Casario. Clint, great job. Tyler, great job. I am Ron Hughley. As always, Houston, we love you, baby. When someone else instead of me. When you saw when I came back in here, the light was already on outside the studio. I was late getting back in. I didn't have time to come in here and ask. Cold-blooded, but hilarious amongst friends. Just something you don't do with with your bros, man. You don't, you don't steal another man's food. I disagree. And obviously, that, that, that's not accurate. I had never gotten any of Lopez's hey, homemade tamales. I'm going to tell you what. Lopez, there is three layers of foil on them jokers. Tyler was planning on making these things last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.